everybody. Thank you so much for checking out our podcast. If you want to know more about us or connect with us as a church, then please go to our church website and we'd love to get to know you some more. But here's today's message. We hope it blesses you, encourages you and inspires you. Over the summer, our lawnmower stopped working and I was halfway through cutting the grass as it suddenly just cut out for no apparent reason at all. It just stopped mid-cut. I had two options. Either I could assume that the lawnmower was just broken and go out and get a new one, or I could see if I could put my handy skills to the test and fix it instead. And being a northerner who hates to spend money, I decided that I would try and fix our lawnmower. To fix the problem, I had to go back to the basics. First of all, I checked the plug to make sure that it was still switched on and that there was still power there. Next, I checked the cord to uh, check that I hadn't accidentally cut the cord as I was mowing the lawn um, and without realizing, but it was all fine. Next, I checked the connections in the lawnmower itself. And after a quick phone call with my dad, I finally worked out what the problem was. And I fixed it and saved the cost of buying a new lawnmower and the frustration of having a half-cut lawn for the rest of the day. When we face problems and times of difficulty, we often need to return back to basics. When our lawnmower stopped working, I went back to the basics of electronics to try and understand where the issue had arisen. When we have a tough time in our marriages or in our relationships, the best way to be able to solve those tough times is not to heap more complexity onto it, but it's to get back to the basics, to rekindle and remember the love that we have for one another and the friendship that we have for one another. When times get tough, we need to turn back to basics. And this is true in our faith as well. Today's passage, I believe, is a message for the church today. We all know just how challenging life has been over the last few months. And as we enter uh, a second national lockdown Things that, only, that toughness is only going to get harder. But the message contained within this passage is a message that we all need to be reminded of. A message to persevere in our faith. The book of Hebrews tells us how faithful and trustworthy God is. But in today's passage, we get some practical advice about what that might mean for us as we put our faith and our trust in our faithful God. And this advice is quite simple, that when stuff gets tough, get back to the basics. Don't give up. Persevere. Don't trade in for an easier or a different life, but get back to the basics of your faith and stand firmly in them. And the first place that we are encouraged to turn to as we persevere in our faith is worship. Essentially, the message for the church is that when times get tough, return to the faithfulness of God and do so by worshipping him for who he is. 
And so this morning, we're going to spend a few moments thinking about the basics of worship together. And today, I want to share three key elements of worship that will help us to continue to be able to encounter the faithfulness of God and worship him, even when times get tough. And the first way to encounter God's faithfulness is by drawing near to God. As I struggled to fix my lawnmower, I turned to my dad for help and for some support. But in life, when life gets tough, who is it that you really turn to for that help and support that we all need from time to time? If we are to get back to the basics and encounter the faithfulness of God in our lives, the first thing that we need to do is to draw near to him. It's okay to question God when times get tough. It's okay to experience times where we doubt God's faithfulness. We've all been there, I'm sure. But please don't base your understanding of who God is on your assumptions and on your feelings. God is far bigger than you could ever imagine. He loves you more than you could ever know. But to truly know this, you first of all need to draw near to him. In verses 19 to 23 of this passage, we are told how we can draw near to God. The only way to draw near to God is to draw near to Jesus. He is the great high priest. He is the one who gives us access to God. We cannot draw near to God on our own. We must come to God through Jesus. By our own merits, we could never draw near to God. God used to be physically separated from us. In the Old Testament, God dwelt in a place in the temple called the Holy of Holies. And this area could not be accessed by anyone other than the high priest. And he was only allowed in once a year and after a whole rigmarole of sacrifices and cleansing himself to be able to enter the holiness of God. The Holy of Holies had a great curtain that separated the holiness of God from the brokenness of mankind. But as Jesus died, that curtain that separated us from God was torn in half from the top to the bottom so that once again the presence of God was no longer isolated and separated from us, but that we could again draw near to God. This morning, we can draw near to God. Just take a moment to consider that truth. The one who had the power to speak and create the whole world is no longer separated from you, but he invites you to draw near to him. The one who made you and spoke life into being, the one who gave you all your skills and your gifts and your personality traits and who made you you, the one who loves you so much that he knows the number of hairs on your head. He's not just a distant superpower, but you can draw near to him today. 
this morning and every day, no matter what life throws at you, you have the opportunity to draw near to God. Just take a minute to let that resonate in your mind. The God of the universe, the God who loves you, you can draw near to today. And as we consider how we can draw near to God, let's also acknowledge the lengths to which God has gone that you might be able to draw near to him. In all his glory and splendor and holiness, God was set apart from our human weaknesses and sinfulness and ordinariness and brokenness. But God never wanted to be separated from you. And so to, instead, he sent Jesus to come into the world to reunite us with him, tearing in half that barrier at, that separated us from him forevermore, but not without any cost. Because it was only as Jesus went to that cross and as he died on that cross that that curtain was torn into, giving us access to God, enabling us to draw near to him again. God loves you. He wants to walk alongside you. He wants to be the per you to be the person that he created you to be. And he gave all that you might be able, he gave his all that you, he, that you might be able to draw near to him and live the fullness of life that he created you to live. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. We have the opportunity to draw near to God to see the glory and the wonder of who he is, to dwell in his presence. This morning, once, or, or will you once again draw near to him that you might be able to encounter his great faithfulness in your life again? The second way to encounter God's faithfulness is not only by drawing near to him, but by encouraging one another. Everyone loves to be encouraged. You do well to find anyone who likes being discouraged or criticized instead of being encouraged. I know that I love receiving encouragement. I really appreciate it when someone sends me an email saying, oh, Matt, I really connected with the message that you were sharing today, just like this one. Or that, you're, Matt, you're doing a good job at the moment. Or, Matt, I really appreciate this. Or, Matt, you're setting a good example. Or whatever the encouragement might be. I love to receive that encouragement. I even love to receive the encouragement of someone saying, Matt, I like your outfit. No matter how small it might be, the encouragement is always appreciated. Receiving encouragement lifts our spirits. It encourages us to stay the course and helps us to continue to hold on to God's faithfulness, even when times get tough. Yet when times do get tough, so often encouragement is one of the first things that leaves our relationships. We get dishearted with our leaders. We get frustrated with our peers 
as our emotions feel the strain, how natural it is for us to share that strain with those around us and encouragement leaves the room. Yet if we are to get back to the basics and encounter the fullness of God in worship, then we need to encourage one another. Worship is relational. Worship natures or nurtures not only our relationship with God, but also it impacts and nurtures our relationship with those around us. As we worship, yes, we draw near to God, but we also draw near and unite with those others who are drawing near to him to worship him. We are united together in our worship of God. In verse 23, we are encouraged to hold on to the hope that we profess as we draw near to God. And we're told to do this by encouraging one another. But how can we encourage one another when times are tough? Well, firstly, we can encourage one another by spurring each other on. The encouragement that we're encouraged to have for each other is not just to support one another in the tough times, but to encourage each other to be full of hope for a brighter future as we look forward to seeing all that God has in store for that future. It's not just about an encouragement for the now, but it's an encouragement for tomorrow, for the next stage of the journey. We want, the writer of the Hebrews wants to encourage us to spur one another on. Secondly, we can celebrate love and good deeds. God cares about what we do, so let's encourage one another to live our lives as an act of worship that celebrates and promotes love and good deeds together. And thirdly, we can encourage one another by gathering together. Over the last few months, we have not been able to gather together as many of us would want to do so. It will be great to be able to stand in this building to preach to a full room of people again and to see all your lovely faces. But one of my joys over these last few months has been seeing the faithfulness of God's people who've said times might be tough. We might have to do things differently, but we're going to be faithful and we're going to continue to gather together as God's people. We've been gathering together on our, our online in our services just like this. We've been meeting to talk and pray together. We've been having, joining together in our home groups online. And in all of these settings, we've had the opportunity to encourage one another, to, insp- to spur one another on, to celebrate love and good deeds. If you want to experience the faithfulness of God without community, then ultimately you will be disappointed. The Christian faith is based on relationships. Not only are we called to draw near to God, but we are also called to draw near to those around us. And as we do so, we are called to encourage one another and to spur each other on. So may we continue to grow in our love and encouragement of one another. May we continue to commit to gathering together, even in a new lockdown, 
Because as we do so, we will encounter the faithfulness of God through his people. We worship together. And as we do so, we encounter God's faithfulness through others. And others will encounter God's faithfulness through us. So let's continue to worship together. Let's continue to be ambassadors of God's faithfulness who never stop encouraging one another as we live our lives out for Jesus today. And finally, to encounter the faithfulness of God, we also need to gather with hope. The last sentence of this passage says that we should do this all the more as you see the day approaching. The basis of our faith is that today does not define us, but our hope in Jesus defines us. Jesus never promises us that everything in life will be easy. In fact, quite the opposite. Jesus is clear that life will be tough from time to time, especially as we follow him. But no matter what today might look like, Jesus does promise us hope for tomorrow and hope that is firm and sure and that can never be taken away. So whether you are logging in this morning and all is well in your life, or whether you're joining us and it it just feels like life is in disarray in this moment, please know that today you can still have hope. You can have hope because Jesus is the one who has enabled us to draw near to God. And when we draw near to him, there's nothing that can overcome us. Our world is no longer defined by the brokenness that we see around us, but God's kingdom is here. God's kingdom is being established even as we speak, and it will continue to grow and reveal itself more and more as we continue to draw close to God through Jesus. As people encounter you, and as they encounter us as God's church, they will encounter people who are full of the hope that we have in Jesus. We have a hope that not only we can hold firmly onto, but we have a hope that our world desperately needs to know at this time as well. So as we stand firm, as we get back to the basics of our faith, may, we, may our lives once again be filled with the hope that we have in Jesus. And may that hope of Jesus overflow from within us so that more and more people may encounter his faithfulness and the hope of God in and through us, his people. When times get tough, the best way to respond is to turn back to basics. When our faith is shaken and when we struggle to see God's faithfulness, we need to return to the basics of our faith. We return to the basics of our faith by worshipping God and encountering his faithfulness as we do so. We can encounter him 
by drawing near to Jesus, by encouraging one another, and by always remembering the hope that we have in Jesus and sharing that hope with the world around us. The world might be tough. Entering a second lockdown will be tough. But when times get tough, let's get back to basics. Let's encounter the faithfulness of God. And as we do so, may we be confident that nothing will ever overcome us as we draw near to God and stand firmly in his faithfulness. Let's pray together. Father God, we thank you that this morning we can draw near to you, the creator of the world, the one who spoke life into being, the one who loves us more than we can ever imagine, the one who is holy and good, the one who is perfect, invites us to come and to draw near to you. Lord, we thank you for that invitation. And Lord, we pray that you would continue to, to, to help us to draw near to you. May we continue to know your presence in our lives. And Lord, as we draw near to you, as we continue to know who we are in you, Lord, we pray that you would help us to continue to be your people, standing firm and persevering for you in this time. Lord, may we continue to encourage one another. May we continue to be full of the hope that there is, that we each of us have in you. And Lord, as we do so, may that encouragement and that hope and the source of life that we have in you overflow within us, out into the world around us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.